Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. G'day and welcome to the COB on a Tuesday. Andrew joined by Annette. Annette, g'day. Um, of course, you're a bit busy today because it's the RBA. Not that there was a lot to talk about, was there? No, it's it's tough when you're not expecting anything. You didn't get anything, but yet you still have to go through any nuggets uh, were worth pouring over. And uh, just quickly, two things sprung to mind for me is one, they didn't mention the global environment at all, nothing about the Fed or China or any little minor issues that have popped up in the last month. And just minor. Just just a couple of bumps in the road. And they said nothing about commodity prices. So in terms of what they did mention, uh, they're still looking for the recovery on track. The currency has depreciated and don't expect a rate rise until 2024. So the markets moved on as they should, but it was just interesting that uh, no global well, focus at all. <laughs> that, how, how do you look at that then? Because as you say, no mention there, particularly of China and iron ore. Now, Nothing. <laughs> clearly, given the benefit that it's had to the economy over the past couple of years, you would think there'd be some outlook there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if someone's getting a little beaten up over the head saying you forgot to add the paragraph um, on the international outlook because it, there is a template to this thing. Like you, you, you're meant to start with the global outlook, the local outlook, what's changed since you last met and what policy prescriptions do you make, if any? So someone didn't follow the template. Well, I mean, that said, uh, Phil Lowe saying essentially that the Aussie economy will return to that growth trajectory that we saw before the pandemic. Yeah. So back to yeah. business as usual, I guess. But, I mean, as we've just mentioned, there are so many other issues at play at the moment. You know, China, obviously – also where energy prices mm. are going and the ongoing supply chain issues. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it absolutely beggars belief and I actually thank Sarah Hunter from BIS who raised that to my attention because I noticed the lack of commodity prices but I didn't realise that there was no mention about China. Maybe they didn't think it was worth putting in this forum because there's no, spe no speech, no press conferences. There's nothing to really flesh it out. So maybe they just thought, you know what, let's just avoid it for now and maybe save it for the next speech. All right. Well, we looked at the market today. In fact, that uh, his comments provided a bit of a bit of a boost to the, the it, stocks because it, did. it was looking. I think just before he's. Um, that announcement, I think they were down about 0.8%. It came back to 0.4%. And it, that's pretty much did. where we finished. Some, I think some of that is because there is another tiptoe towards macro prudential tools. I mean, you know, just a word we don't speak about and then suddenly everyone's talking about it. But I think what was different is they didn't talk about 
debt to income. They talked about serviceability. Now, that has nothing to do with interest rates. But as Steve Dooley mentioned, as soon as you start talking about macro tools, that takes the pressure off the cash rate, which makes the Aussie dollar correct, which our export heavy industries like to see. So that is, I mean, it's a very small tailwind to the market, but a tailwind it was. Well, I mean, just looking at the uh, the market today, those sectors, um, certainly tech, we saw that overnight too on Wall Street, mm. uh, sold off heavily uh, on the NASDAQ. And um, well, I guess we look at the biggie uh, locally and that is Afterpay, that uh, that fell heavily. Uh, interesting that it's sort of off about Five percent. That's its lowest level since that actually that square deal. Was yeah, announced. since so the announcement. Back yeah. to square one. Back. To, oh, nice one, Andrew. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, uh, it was a tech. Well, tech already is under threat. Just given that you know when we had that test run in in February March this year, that you know growth stocks don't like higher interest rates. Mm. So it is part of that sort of slow recognition that interest rates are rising. The Fed's not standing uh, in the way of higher bond yields, and so. Is this the inevitable tech correction? Quite a few people over the course of today said there is a correction coming, but only a, only a handful are looking for something alarming. Yeah, in fact, we had uh, Nick Morton on from uh, Resonant Asset Management, um, and he's saying, don't panic. Now is not the time <laughs> to sell out a big tech. Uh, he's, uh, he's holding on. Uh, interesting also that uh, he's selling the banks and holding on to the iron ore miners. Interesting yeah, perspective. That yeah, that that is an interesting one. I guess iron ore miners. When you take a step back, I mean iron ore is back over a hundred. When it was under a hundred, it was Armageddon. It's sort of sitting around one fifteen, one twenty. That's still fairly healthy and well above long run averages. So to the major miners, that is just free cash flow. So um, interesting perspective. I spoke with Clifford Bennett from ACY Securities. Now he has been warning about this for a while, but to quote what he had to say this is the scariest stock market setup <laughs> he's ever seen mm-hmm. now Clifford has been around for a while so yes. uh, that's an interesting perspective that he has historically was least. he talking about tech in particular no no overall he wasn't. oh okay and he's saying given all those fundamentals we just sort of um, spoken of globally he says uh, you know it is looking perilous at the moment however he has a way out and that leads us into another interview we did there uh, from Ordmanet. In fact, David Lane buying gold. Yes, I had a great chat about all things gold. In fact, he highlighted while the whole market has risen 11 out of 12 months, gold is down like 40% year on year. It's certainly a market that's been left behind. Ordmanet, as a broker, has initiated coverage in the gold space. Four of them are buy, two are accumulate, and one is a hold. So that's seven gold stocks uh, to contemplate. Plus, he said Newcrest is a long run buy as well. The bottom line being totally unloved, bit of protection in uncertain times. Mind you, I've, I've been speaking uh, to a number of analysts in the gold sector for months, it seems, and they've all been saying it's it's way oversold. There's a lot of opportunity there. It never come though, has it? Well, it's that's the thing. I've, and I, I actually specifically asked David Lane, what's the difference between buy and accumulate? And uh, it basically boils down to your level of conviction. So if you think it's a good time to buy, you've got time to wait in order to buy whatever the dip may be. But let's face it, there is a lot of uncertainty ahead. If 
big tech is collapsing. Energy price shock that, depending on who you speak to, 70s all over again. Mm, yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how investors play this and look, whether they'll look for alternative investments, dare I say, crypto, because... Dare um, you. <laughs> well, well, the Bank of America has just initiated coverage saying it's too big to ignore. Finally, the elephant in the room. <laughs> um, so uh, that actually gave that uh, Bitcoin a bit of a run-up there. In fact, it's cracked 49,000 US. Um, and I think uh, what well, we had a couple of analysts on today just saying, look, it's looking pretty good when you look at the chart at the moment. Yeah, I, I actually got to, you know, this time, five o'clock on the afternoon before I mentioned crypto. It's been a crypto-free day for for some of us. I guess when you're talking about gold and energy stocks, energy in particular, I guess here at Osbys we're always talking about ESG, how do investors invest in ESG. Normally when you get an all, uh, a price shock like this, all the capex comes in to, to capitalise on these higher prices, but of course, there's no net new money pouring in. And so this energy crisis could last well into next year. All right, so let's uh, have a look at our stock of the day. Now, this is the Future Fund uh, series that uh, Koshi has initiated. And today he had Gary Glover from Novus Capital and Howard Coleman from Team Invest. Uh, Howard, I'm not surprised by this. He's um, a traditionalist. He's gone for CSL. And uh, Gary, he's picked Argo Investments, saying just one single stock is too risky for him. Let's have a listen. So earnings per share will at least double simply from the baby boomers ageing. There will then be a further increase in 10 years in um, their income from the new products that come in. And at the moment, as we can see from that share price graph, um, CSL's share price has kindly dropped reasonably nicely from close to $315 down to $286. I wouldn't call it a screaming bargain, but it's a it's a decent price. And if you're putting it away for 10 years, you'd probably be very happy in 10 years' time. I think it's actually too risky to actually pick a single stock. Right. Uh, I, I like the sort of, uh, you know, that sort of broader sort of, I guess, go for like a sort of a listed sort of fund sort of style. So one that I really like is Argo. I think they sort of keep it pretty simple. There's normally a mixture of sort of dividends and growth in there. So you get uh, some, you know, some good dividends coming in there so that income's growing so you can reinvest it in the future. And just a broad-based appeal so you don't have anyone, you know, any one risk in one stock there, which, you know, potentially hmm. could have some, you know, some risk there. Okay, so there's two to look at for the long term, Argo Investments and CSL. Annette, let's turn our attention to tomorrow, of course, RBA largely a non-event today. Different story across the ditch tomorrow. Oh, we love talking Kiwis here, even though there's no Kiwi in Ausbiz. It is a bit of a chalk and cheese. The RBA have distanced themselves from targeting house prices. Instead, that's APRA's job, whereas it's in the RBNZ's remit. And at 30% year on year, the pressure to do something is enormous. Uh, anyone who's watched the RBNZ recently knows they were ready to pull the trigger in August, but of course, a snap lockdown thanks to a COVID case, kibosh that. Uh, at the time, they were saying 50. We need 50 basis point hikes. And, of course, Auckland's snap lockdown is now in its seventh week. So 50 just isn't on the agenda. So they'll 
been Adrian Orr, the governor, has a bit of a history of doing strange things uh, to market pricing, but I think that it would be appropriate to start the tightening cycle, deliver the 25 basis points. Capacity is running at 96%. I mean, if that's not a flat-out economy, I don't know what is uh, fully employed. Inflation above target. So 25 basis points. It's just a statement, no presser, no nothing, mm. uh, and then move on. Yeah, so, so those little countries leading the way. started with Norway, it now did New start Zealand, with Norway. similar sizes. It is. Well, and commodity countries yep. as well, and I think this is when the RBA really stands out. Like, they're a commodity country as well, but they're like, They've not had a single upside surprise to wages and inflation in contrast to Norges Bank and the RBNZ. Yeah, and in contrast to where the RBA stands at the moment, which is the back of the queue, as we've said before. They love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's uh, certainly one to look forward to. And I guess uh, what is the expectation if they're only going 25 tomorrow? Well, I say only. They're Mm. going up. That's significant. Um, That maybe one more before the end of the year. It's well, there is October and November, so yes, I think this there'll be this one and the next one, and then I, I think the only thing that they could do to dissuade market pricing, which is for one and a half uh, percent cash rate over the 12 months, I think they that is fairly appropriate. So, unlike the RBA who likes to smash market pricing and say you're too aggressive, it's pretty appropriate in this case. 25 basis point moves. Okay, so that uh, pretty much does it for this Tuesday. What will Wednesday throw up? Well, um, certainly the volatility, <laughs> it's expected to continue. Well, Everyone exactly. expected to say, uh, look, it is October the, after all. It is October. Uh, you know, is big tech worth buying back? Does the correction continue? I mean, don't, uh, as we know, we woke up, well, not me, I don't look at Instagram when I roll over in the morning, but quite a few people missed out on their Instagram and their Facebook. And I found it really ironic that they had to use Twitter to signal the fact that there was an outage (laughs) in their other platforms. But, you know, it is what it is. That did not cause the tech correction. That is more about uh, higher interest rates, debt ceiling wobbles, you know, all the rest of it. Okay, Annette, plenty to think about as usual. Enjoy the evening. We'll uh, do it again all tomorrow. You too, Andrew. See you bright and early, 8.30 tomorrow morning. See you then. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.